0: Uh, Rachel? Did you ever watch Beverly Hills 90210? No. Loser. What? Um, I did all the time. And I- there's a song I want to sing to you.
1: Uh, oh, please.
0: You know, any Aaron Spelling... F- series that goes on long enough somebody has to have like a breakout moment in the sense of like a character on the show is going to get famous it happens on the brady bunch too like I almost, sure, it's sure. almost like any series that goes on long enough like somebody's going to get famous for singing or dancing or something and that's not really the way the world works but for some reason sitcoms make us think that if something goes on long enough you get famous yeah well david silver uh-huh. who was a character played by do you know
1: uh no
0: how do you not know this?
1: I don't know anything. Brian Austin Green. Sure.
0: Played by Brian Austin Green, um, Megan Fox's ex-husband, as I like to refer to him. He gets famous. He starts getting a record contract. And there is an episode where he sings, and this is the song, and I'm not joking. Uh-huh. Yes, I'm precious to me, and I'm precious to you. You're so precious to me. Am I precious to you? I'm going to bring that in for you on my foot. Yeah, Brad is so upset. Brad, no. I'm here to tell you. I'm here to tell you that my version of it is not even worse. You just need to know that. Oh, I know it's not, yeah. You need to know that. And so this episode, like, this is one of those cases of, you know, some things you watch and, like, years later you watch it and you're kind of like, man, that was embarrassing that I watched that when I was a kid or when I was younger. This out the gate, even eight-year-olds were like, you know, laughing at this. It was that level of just absolute spelling shit.
1: Yeah, of uh, early to mid-90s Fox network television (laughs) programming, I was an X-Files guy.
0: Yeah, I hear you. you know, it's only a matter of time before DeCogni gets him. So, but he's he literally, he plays this he, this is his hit single and he plays it like live at an outdoor event on a on a Casio. Uh-huh. And and Brian Austin Green is really this is where I'll give him some credit, man. He's earnestly going for this thing. Anyway, I'm going to bring it in. but I, I want our listeners to know you're so like precious it. to me. I don't and like I'm it. I'm precious to you.
1: I really don't like it.
0: <laughs> I'm Rachel Morgan.
1: I'm Corey Kraft. What's up, ding dogs? How's it going out there, all you kittens and Corey heads? Woo! It's Corey Moore, Bits this is no better. This is no better Bringing than David the Bringing the bits to the intro, which everybody loves and appreciates very much. No better. I think it's significantly better. Uh, but I haven't heard the song. I mean, I've just heard your rendition of it. So I can't say for sure.
0: Anyway, well, let's just talk about movies at That's this point. right. Let's talk about movies.
1: Okay, I'll stop doing voices.
0: So now it's time for a segment of the podcast called Phone a Friend, where we do just that. Phone a friend. What does that mean? Yeah, yeah my God, we, Lisa. I we, we, we can hear you now. We oh can God, now it. we can talk about the papa doo in person. Papadou. Well not in person, but you know what I mean. One on one.
2: Um, Three right, right, two, right. two on one. Um, I was at the Papa Do in Houston Airport. was delish. It was really good. I got seafood. They did it right. It was good.
0: Well, if our, for our listeners, we we jumped right into this call. Like there was no little ring, 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 a ding, getting into it. <laughs> we just started right out the gate talking about the Papa Do. That's right. Um, but more importantly, Lisa, we want to know what you've been watching.
2: Well, okay. So I have, I have two talking points. I was going to tell you about what I've been watching, but I also was going to give you an update of uh, on our little pickup coordination of uh, Mr. John Waters. That's too. right. We
1: need an update.
0: Oh, hell okay. yes. What been, would you, what what would you like me
2: to start with?
0: Oh, we got to start with John Waters. I can't wait.
2: Okay. Um, okay. Well, it went really, really well. So um, I think I mentioned that, you know, we had to sort of tag team the airport part because he requested or his people, whoever, they requested, you know, someone with a sign So I was the sign gal, and I had my sign. It said, watering. And I went in, and I was kind of stationed where I think, you know, I thought that the the luggage would come out, and I was, you know, I was, like, ready. And then all of a sudden, there he was. He just appeared at the top of the escalator, and he was sort of gliding towards me, and I gave a little wave, and then he waved back. And I was like, yes cool cool with that little cool, tiny mustache cool. love it well okay so actually because he was in the airport he had a mask on
1: oh. we being,
2: so i didn't get initially introduced to the mustache upon first glance gotcha. no, no, no. so you know but you know how it is in an airport and whatnot but then after he got outside he took it off um but yeah so we had a good we had a good chat and you know tried to play it cool again i did plug Sidewalk. Love it. it hey. Love it. Thank you of, for that. Love it. I did. I meant I was like, Oh, and when am I best friend? And this like, creative director, no da no da no, sidewalk film you know, just sort of like cash, but um and he was pretty much like, Well, yeah, I mean I'm I'm happy to go wherever, just tell them to talk to my people. Exactly. So, exactly. And and, and,
0: and here's who to make the checkout to. But <laughs> all respect, you know, all respect. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. We appreciate you doing it because so, yeah,
2: yeah, I still got it in there.
0: Bug in the um, ear, if you will.
2: And then, so that was sort of, I mean, my time was pretty short from the airport to the hotel, which was very near the Hilton, very near the airport. So, you know, it wasn't a lot of, of face time, but it was, it was a good little meet and greet. And, um, you know, we had some chats and he was, he was chatty. He wasn't just, you know, leave me alone kind of thing. Um, and then Tony wound up picking him up later at the hotel to take him into the venue. And, uh, again, he, they pretty much chatted pretty well, but, um, he said he could tell he was a little, you know, focused on the material because this apparently was the first night that he was doing this material specifically. Right, right. Um, like it's like a new version of his kind of touring thing, so it was like all new stuff. And he had just written it; he'd only done the, the, I guess, the walkthrough once so far. So oh, he was nervous. He, was he had some healthy. nerves. Yeah, yeah. So I like seeing that, you know, like somebody that seems calm and cool and collected still can be kind of like, you know, needing to focus on their material and stuff. And um. It was revealed that um, Tony mentioned, as they passed the Purity Dairy Factory um, in Nashville, he mentioned Ernest as in uh-huh. like Jim Barney and Ernest goes to King, You know all that and stuff. And we this know this. Has- we
0: know this so well, Lisa, because we've been on the tour. What? We've been on the mm-hmm. tour. We have
2: been on the tour. And well, they were talking about celebrities in Nashville and who lives there and this or that. And oh, he did. Tony mentioned to John when they mentioned Nicole and Keith living here. Tony mentioned that I got to see Nicole's whale tail. So he did. <laughs> so now John Waters knows that I've seen the very tippy top of um, Nicole Kidman's song. So that connection has been made. That's important. If anybody was like six degrees in something and they needed that You know, connection. if wow. you
0: were going to tell any celebrity that little <laughs> piece of information, John Waters is definitely the one that that needs to rest with. And I guarantee you he really appreciated that. <laughs>
2: I tell him myself, but luckily Tony got that in when right. they were one by one, one on one. Um But it's so in so talking about local celebrities, that's when Tony they were literally passing the purity plant, and he's like, "Oh, you know, Ernest and Jim Varney, da, da, da. And apparently, I mean, no disrespect to Mister What is this? Apparently, he did not know who that was.
1: That's and not Tony's surprising like, to me.
2: Is it not? I just feel like Mm-mm. they were both. Um, I like, am surprised. I and they're of a certain age, and Jim Varney's gone, but like I don't know. It just felt like. I was surprised. Tony Is he the surprised. king he's of like, trash or not? <laughs> right. And then, you know, Tony's like, Oh, you know, Ernest goes to jail. Ernest goes to jail. He was like listening, <laughs> Ernest <laughs> to him and not he's like, mm, are these for Children and Tony's like. I mean, I guess, kind of. But I, I guess, but you know, I still feels like something would, someone adult would know about them, right? I don't know. So I, that was I, really, really I really hope really he me. looks
0: into it because this is my thing. Yeah. like this is like a John Waters. You really, if you take this advice, you really need to look into this. And then I cut to him at home putting in like, Ur, you know, <laughs> Ernest scared straight or whatever it is.
1: Ernest scared stupid.
0: Oh yeah, same difference.
1: Which. Who uh, somebody else is in that? Who you wouldn't expect? I got.
0: Oh, uh, you know, like something like Wilbert Brimley's in there. Oh
1: it, no, it's um. Oh oh, I'm looking this up. Sorry, he's to, on to the IMDB. It's so uh, fun. Uh, duh, duh, it's uh, Eartha Kitt. Eartha Kitt oh. is also in huh. Ernest Scared Stupid. That's yeah,
0: right. She did that
2: cash okay. grab. Yeah, you know. You know, well, um,
0: well, doing that cash grab on an Ernest film.
1: That's right.
2: Mm-hmm. So don't want you to know, not know who the Ernest situation was but that's okay that's okay um but then he took him to the show and then we got to go to the show and then afterwards um i peeled off with a friend but tony got to kind of linger in the back and sort of hang out in the green room and john offered him a glass of champagne um which tony refused because he was the driver and he had to drive and he had to be safe and drive oh but he he did get all
0: all you need is to be offered one though exactly he was offered to it could I have been a test know, that Tony passed. I know. That's
2: what Tony said. He's like, What if it was it a test? I'm so glad I said no. Um, but yeah, so then uh, after the show on the ride home, I wish Tony, I tried to get him to be a phone a friend within phone a friend and be my extra special guest star and talk about this and stuff, but he's like, No, no, I don't want to. He just, he doesn't want to be on here. <laughs> he's like, No, that's not, yeah. So anyway, I was going to recount the tale for him, but apparently on the drive home, he was much more relieved. I mean, the show went really well. It was, was laughs. It was really funny. It was it was quite good. And so, he I think was very relieved having been done with right. that now. And then also he had the champagne, a little glass of that. So he was loose and he was feeling good. And so he and Tony were talking, and he even would um, nudge more than once. He nudged Tony in the ribs with his elbow at like wow. a dose one of the they're other basically resume, dating it? now. I know. And, um, <laughs> Best, total besties. Yeah. So, and then also he realized he had um, he missed the last few minutes of his set because he had said in the morning that it was seventy minutes, and then I remember when he wrapped up, it was just it was like just over an hour. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, he must have cut some stuff. And apparently, in the car on the ride home, he, he revealed to Tony that he kind of like forgot like a segment, like a page, like mm. a few minutes. Damn. I know, and so and he kind of told Tony some of those jokes or what he was going to talk about. So Tony got an even more VIP like super oh God. top secret jokes never been told before kind of like experience. Is that ultra, wild?
0: Ultra VIP, really?
2: That's yeah, great. it's ultra very cool. VIP. And very then cool. we um we well he that evening used it as an opportunity to give John our Christmas ornament. Yes, that per his suggestion that we um we made for him. So, um, and then he didn't open it at the time, but he did open it later in the hotel room and texted him and said, you know, thank you both and blah, blah, blah. So, um, I don't know. Should I tell you what it is? I'm like, yes. Yes. And also when,
0: uh, maybe when his Christmas card goes out, we'll see it on the tree.
2: I know, but okay, here's the thing. It's like rated really R, it's like rated X. He'll love it. But also that's his whole thing, right? Like I mean, totally. you know, not his whole thing, but like his 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 thing. So here's the deal. Okay, so uh, it's like ugh, so hard to explain. It's kind of embarrassing. But um we wound up with through a friend who had gotten this <laughs> through another friend who had okay, so I so you maybe even know who I'm talking about. We have a friend who used to have a horror podcast and Sam. Um and she had a horror podcast and people would send her things and she wound up being sent a variety of items from this special effects person who makes really realistic looking like, I know, stuff. I know exactly
0: all. Sam has talked about this, this prosthetic okay. before. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. So this person sent, um, sent some things. There included a severed toe,
0: tight. um,
2: it, which, um, Sam wound up. And then also a face that was like stretched on a sort of a hoop.
1: Tight, very, squishy, tight.
2: very realistic. Um, anyway, Sam wound up with these, and then eventually bequeathed them to Melissa, who bequeathed them to me and Tony, because she knows we love Halloween, and, you know, the whole deal. And the severed toe was actually really clutch at the beach uh, last year, because we, um, <laughs> we we hit it in the sand, and then all the tweens that were on this beach trip, we were, like, we knew where we had, like, strategically done this, and we were kind of walking around the beach that night, and we put our light on it. And then all the kids were like, what about it? Oh my God. And then one of us went to pick it up and they're like, oh, that's how it? And it was really good. It was like super <laughs> effective. So, okay. So then, but here's the thing, the other item in this group of very lifelike, realistic, um, fake things. Um, was this ever dick? Get out the jar. What? You got the jar. Get the jar. I know. Is this, and- was this
1: screen used? Why, why did this? Now, I don't exist? know.
2: Anything about, so we, we need to figure out. So, that was Melissa and I were talking about. We need to tell Sam to tell the person who sent this stuff in to the podcast, like to tell them where this ultimately landed because that's so crazy. But yeah, so anyway, it's this like very realistic looking deok and it's kind of cut <laughs> off on the end with like fake blood. And it's so strange and it's so random. And it's like the toe is fun. Yes, of course. The toe is fun. You can take the toe to the beach, you can find it in the sand, you can scare tweens. Like, it's fun. But, uh, severed penis is just—I just, I just don't want it in my house. Like I didn't know what to do with it because it feels like what if somebody finds it and thinks like, I don't know, what do they think we do with that? You know what I mean? Like I don't want them to think anything.
0: So I can I tell like, you what they think you do with it. I
2: know. So it's like, I guess that's why Sam gave it to Melissa who gave it to us. Like nobody wants this in their home because they don't know what to do with it, you know? So anyway, um, we had this object. Okay. And it's been in a... Little pouch in the back of a drawer for now over a year because I'm like, I don't want this anyone finding what if a, what if a baby sitting in and a, like a child is over here? Like, I just can't even imagine. So, anyway, you don't, you don't have know? children, Lisa. I know, but like every now and then <laughs> one might come over.
0: <laughs> what if there's a um, child
2: mouse? Okay. <laughs> what if there's a child mouse? Um, okay, so here's what we decided. So, we re- when we rewatched Pink Flamingos, there's a whole scene in case you don't remember of um, Channing the guy who is like the servant for the mean couple who kind of tends to the girls trapped in the basement. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And they, when the girls revolt and get their power back, they cut his dick off. Right. Um, That's like a whole scene. And there's even a a scene in the movie where he's like, it's like a bloody mess. And he's like, oh, and then like, you know, they're yelling about like, you know, and so, um, so we knew that scene was there. So we're like, okay, would this be super weird to give John Waters, like, a clever penis? Like, I mean, that is really weird. I hear it. I hear it. I know it's weird. But of all the people... I don't think again, it's that weird, actually. Right? I think, yeah. I think it's totally, it
0: totally makes sense for him. Yeah.
2: So what we did was, once we kind of had been talking about it, and once we met him and saw him, and we're like, okay, maybe we should do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we um, went to Michael's. Once we got back from the whole drop-off, we went to Michael's. To, which is the weird, I never ever looked for Christmas decor in October, but, you know, sometimes you got to find a tiny Santa hat to put on a fake severed dick to give the right. Waters. water. Right, of course. So, that is what we did, and we found a tiny Santa hat that fit perfectly, the exact circumference. And <laughs> so, then I put a little string on it, I kind of, we put it all together, and then we hung a really cute vintage looking gift tag from it that says, two channing from Linda and Susie, which oh, were the good. names of the which yeah. fact checked. Um, so which are the names of the ladies in the basement. And then on the very back, in a, like a little label maker I wrote, you know, from Tony and Lisa, Nashville, Tennessee, twenty twenty three. Um so yes. Yeah. So then we wound up we were, I was kind of, like, still, like, oh, I don't know. Should I give this to somebody? Like, you know, I, like I said, I wanted it out of my house, but then I was like, is this really weird to give this? somebody <laughs> like, it's is an ornament? But, you know, it could go on the back of the tree if you need to, you know, have yeah. it open up looking tree on the front. But um, so then what was really funny is on their drive home, it somehow got to the discussion of – because we had sort of made it clear that we didn't work explicitly for the venue. Um, right. But, you know, I also didn't want the venue thinking, like, what are you doing giving our talent a bunch of weird, like – you know, strange things. So we kind of like, oh, we, you know, we don't work for them, but we, we pick people up and do driving and this and that occasionally, blah, blah, blah. And so anyway, on their drive, um, John asked Tony what he did full time, and he mentioned that he works uh, at the transplant department. So somehow, because again, I guess John Waters, it got to talking, they got to talking about how there is an, potentially soon, there's going to be a lot more penis transplants. Right. That's a thing. And they're happening more, and it's getting more frequent. And um, they're going to start doing them at his hospital. So, and just that John, casual
0: conversation you have with John Waters, no, yeah, super sure. casual.
2: And then, and then we, and then it's like somehow circles around, and John then mentions Lorena Bobbitt. So wow. Like, okay, so like, and that's what's crazy. I'm like, you're telling me that you guys are talking about penis transplants and Lorena Bobbitt. All the while inside the console between you two is a tiny severed little dick, like with a Santa head <laughs> on. Like that's crazy. It's like we summoned it, you know. So I feel like now if I had chickened <laughs> out and not we hadn't done it, I would have regretted it, you know. Oh, absolutely. So, so it um, came so full circle. Whenever, it came full circle. It was perfect. And so then whenever, like I said, he gave it to him um, just when he got out of the car, and then he opened it in the hotel room, and then he texted and he said something about it. he's like he was really glad he was TSA pre, so hopefully they won't look <laughs> into his luggage. Nice. <laughs> So, and he thinks that. So, I mean, who knows if he'll really put it on the tree because it is a bit um, insane. But it, uh, it just kind of felt right in a really weird, wrong way. You know what I mean? Oh, that kind of sums up John Waters. Yeah. So. Um, good so work. Was, and then, yeah, the next morning, Tony grabbed him and took him to the airport. And, you know, it wasn't really necessary in those other legs. So, um, of the journey. But, um, but I think he had a good time. I think it went really well I mean so that sounds like, really like it went, went about as well sorted. as it can yeah, yeah
0: I yeah. think that's a
2: success home run so please be on the lookout for that ornament on the tree. oh street. I can't wait um, I can send you a pic of it too if you want to just see it absolutely.
1: It's, oh absolutely you know, yes absolutely. 100% okay,
2: I'll definitely
0: <laughs> um, well that yeah, is some news you know, I mean that's that's some that's some important relevant news and um, I, we've been yeah, waiting was... we've been waiting to hear this from you <laughs> I didn't think it would be <laughs> as successful I gotta tell you I didn't think it was going to be as successful as it was well, um, truly, thank you. I had no
1: doubt. I had no doubt.
0: <laughs> Corey had your back.
2: Oh, thanks, Corey. You're welcome. Um, and I know we're you know, we've I've used that most of my time to talk about our waters, which was my, my focus today. But I just want to let you know the movie that I watched was hold on, what's it called? Um, Winnie the Pooh, Colon, Blood, and Honey. Yes, oh, we screened this, we screened this at Sidewalk, and it's horrible. Yeah, yeah, like you know,
0: um, so bad, Candace's. Her um, her high school best friend produced this film.
2: For real? Yeah. That's random.
0: Yeah, I know. And
2: well, they made they made a ton not... of money
0: on it. But yeah, it's really... it's I know. It's, it's, it's a tough a one. It's a tough one. Yeah.
2: Good for them. So, I mean, I could have talked about it if I hadn't have had other more interesting things to talk about. But it's like, I knew I could just put this in at the end because there's really so little to say. Like, I mean, there's so much to say if we want to complain about it. But, right. you know, it just feels like they really took this old-time fair, what's it called? Fair domain free use. What's yeah, that word? fair use.
0: Um, fair use. Fair but it's public use, yeah. domain. Public it's domain. public domain public is domain. what it actually
2: what is. Yeah, Yeah, and that they just kind of just didn't didn't tie it in at all to any interesting bits and bobs about the story. It was just like, oh yeah, he's a creepy weird bear and there's a pig and, and then Christopher Robin's there and it's just like a lot of flashing. So yeah, you know. Yeah, they just. But there were lesbians in it, though.
0: There were lesbians in it. They pounced on that fair use, which what they do—they just keep an eye on it and they go ahead yeah. and they go ahead and begin producing, so that they're working to the release date. Uh, uh, that's the sort of public domain date. So that's that they how can you re-
1: know you're making a quality motion right. picture, right, right
0: there. Right. <laughs> I'll let Nicole. I'll let Nicole know that. <laughs> As she's she, I'll talk to her while she's counting money.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah. sure yeah. she's well, gonna I wipe away her, her tears.
2: They're going to make a sequel, and there's also now supposed to be a Bambi and a Peter Pan. Oh, no. That's what I heard when I did a little... I mean, I didn't
0: look, I have no problem with with the taking your childhood, you know, sure nostalgia right. and good. dunking it in the toilet. That's fine with me, but, yeah, we can do a better job than this, though, right? Mm. Yes,
2: exactly. I think that's it. It's like, sure, I would love a freaky-deaky scary Pooh Bear or whatever, but, like, this one was just dumb. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and there was very little good use of honey, and I don't know. There were some bees that were never explained. Anyway, it, yeah. it could have been so much better. Agreed. So it's it's also like
0: eighty crazy. minutes. I mean, they were stretching for the feature thing.
2: Seriously, there was a lot yeah. of really long edits where I'm like, we don't need to do that, you know? So it,
0: the concept's okay. It's like Christopher Robin's gone off to college, and they're pissed. Like I don't. Yeah, m- I almost don't mind yore? that, but you know, what well, was that? Least- no, but oh, they eat Eeyore. Yeah, they eat it. Yeah
1: i don't well, like alert. any of
0: this <laughs> no I- we prefer your severed dick <laughs> yeah so yeah, we'll we'll go. stick with it well um
1: <laughs> prefer my severed dick I,
0: you're gonna have to one up that next time around but um wow Corey got, <laughs> got, nasty. <laughs> got nasty got nasty but um yes yeah, so watch something else other than poo bear Bl- blood and honey i guess you you saw the headline that some teacher here in alabama showed it to some seventh graders or something and what yeah. I been, didn't
2: it's,
1: see that headline. Yeah, it's
0: been in the headlines because a teacher no, in Florida, excuse me, it wasn't Alabama. Oh, thank so God. you know, one 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 state <laughs> over, one little small step over. Yeah, they somebody showed it to some elementary school kids or something.
2: Did they just not know? Did they not I, like I'm not
0: sure. I don't you know, I don't know what goes on in the minds of this of, of this in particular teacher. But I'll look into it more and let you know.
1: As an Please, educator, I feel uniquely qualified to say that. <laughs> that person should not have showed that movie yeah. to those kids.
0: I mean, this is the thing. Like, I can show pretty much whatever I want to my students, and I wouldn't have showed them that because there's there's nothing. You know, it's not even like a good example of what not to do because it's not even that bad. You know, you know what I'm yes. saying? Like, it's it's not bad. Yes. It's not bad enough to be to to laugh at or point at. It's just kind of like, right. oh, why does this? No, oh, I should I should stop exactly. though because Nicole is a friend, and you know, again, she's printing money right now, so <laughs> let her off the hook. And good for her exactly not good for Pooh bear but anyway not we'll talk to people. you we'll talk to you next time lisa okay sounds
2: good all right
0: congrats on the gift giving it's
2: oh yeah i'll text awesome pick right now
0: please dick pic i'm getting a dick, <laughs> dick pic on my phone oh my God, it
2: is ah <laughs> all
0: right talk to you later bye bros bye bye
2: man you are too square i'm i have to straighten you out
0: hey hey we need that brando break
1: that's right let's take a break For some Marlon Brando stories. It's our
0: new, new segment. That's right. That Brando break. Everybody needs a Brando break. I got a short one for you, though. Okay. You ready for this? Yep. So there are many, many tales of Brando's extreme love for food.
1: He and, did love yeah. to eat. He was a big boy.
0: Yeah. I'm going to tell you just a couple. Um, really, just one that I really like a lot. Okay. And, uh, you know, then that'll be our Brando break for the day. Okay. And, you know, later in his life, you you could tell he, he liked the food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it started happening. And one of his nicknames, by the way, was Brand Flakes. Oh. Due to his intense love for cereal and apparently not to cereal, but then followed by like a very greasy breakfast. Sick. Yeah. He was commonly known to eat two whole chickens in one sitting.
1: Uh-huh. And
0: his wife would put uh, lock up the fridge and put chains on it to try to get him away from the eating.
1: Oh, Marlon! Um,
0: but he would he would try to um, get his friends to come by and sneak hamburger, and that oftentimes worked. Nice. So anyway, um, this is my story though. This is okay. this is the one that I really want you to hear, and that is on the set of Mutiny on the Bounty because this is much respect. This is where I'm like really. This is the Brando break we all needed today. Mutiny on the Bounty. He apparently, reportedly. He split his pants 52 times. Yeah. So 52 pairs of pants he went through. And he was known to eat a tub of vanilla ice cream, and that's something he did kind of nightly. Well, there was one particular day when they were filming, and I guess he wasn't having a very good day. And he got into a boat and rode out in the lagoon with, I'm here to tell you, a five-gallon tub of ice cream for some alone ice cream time.
1: As one does. He's still, you know, fairly I, I wouldn't say he he's like a like built solidly in Mutiny on the Bounty. He but looks, he's, good he's looks good. He still looks good. He's not you know an overly heavy person by that point. No, I would say.
0: I just think he was. He just he, loved I've, to,
1: to eat yeah. always. I think
0: that's where the damage was really starting to set yeah. in. Hence the the ripped pants were probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it doesn't ta- look. You can be one size too big and, and rip the pants. So, but you know, the five gallon tub in the middle of the lagoon. That's. That's respect, man. Yeah. That's respect.
1: I am here for that, for sure. That sounds amazing, actually.
0: There's also a story that you might have heard before, and this is maybe the most famous food story, Uh where he was shooting somewhere and he reached in the water and pulled a frog out and ate it. Oh, I don't know if you know that Jesus, one or not, but no. that's the other one. I prefer the ice cream story, personally. But what,
1: Was that like one hungry. of the fucking crazy things that happened during Apocalypse Now or something?
0: I, I don't know that it was Apocalypse Now, but he was but hungry. That wouldn't shock me.
1: No. He's just out there in the jungle. Was this a frog? I'm gonna, I can't do a Brando.
0: I've had many days at work lately where I thought, you know what I'd really like to do right now? Row out into the middle of a body of water with a five-gallon tub of vanilla ice cream and just fucking sit there and eat it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So Me too. That respect, sounds great.
0: Respect. Well, thank you for listening to the Side Talks podcast. We're your own personal cinematic, speaking of Marlon Brando. Uh-oh. Marlon Brando and Frank Oz.
1: Yeah. Um, they didn't like each other during the score I
0: believe. It was the score. It was absolutely the uh, score. Which
1: I've not seen, but like Brando refused to take direction from him, I think. Yeah. And like and, called him Miss Piggy.
0: Yeah. De Niro had to step in and do some directing, apparently. And he would call, because Frank Oz had a history on The Muppet Show, he would call, yeah, Brando would call him Miss Piggy. I mean, he is Miss Piggy, but he's
1: also so many other, like he's Yoda. You would call him Yoda.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that that's it's not a, as much derogatory
1: a, as Brando was going for. Not as much for. of a stab, but, yeah.
0: you know, I, my favorite story about this time is that apparently this is again jumping off of our Brando break for today. This is when Brando was starting to get kind of bigger yeah and getting getting up there and so he didn't he was feeling a little self-conscious about it it wasn't stopping him from eating this tubs ice cream but he was feeling self-conscious about it so he would show up to set with no pants on oh no underwear nothing oh get the dick jar out um so that they couldn't shoot wides of him
1: well that's that's <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think that's hilarious honestly. Marlon that's fucking funny. I don't know what to say about that other than I I'm delighted to hear that. In
0: some ways that's even better than our brando break.
1: Yep. Um so, You're so to Oh my me. god. Hold it, hold it. David. The You're so precious to me. <laughs> I would give the world to you. What?
0: That's for you.
1: And this character <laughs> in the world of the show became famous, you're telling for me? For that.
0: Well, he kind of, he he wouldn't fall in his heart and kind of messed up the record. The record label was making him do, you know how the record label does. That's true. They, they make they you do, you do the material you don't really want to do they and do it that. ruins everything. That's
1: right. Cautionary tale.
0: Uh, anyway, this is the outro, man. So thanks for listening to Sly Talks Podcast.
1: Yeah, thank you to our friends here at Boutwell Studios, including Brad. Thank you, Brad. You're welcome. And uh, why don't you visit us online at SidewalkFest.com or follow us on social media at Sidewalk Film. We're showing movies at the Sidewalk Cinema, and we sure would appreciate it if you came to see one, not just for our sake, but for yours, because we're showing some good stuff, and you're going to want to come see a movie with us. Uh, I guess that's it. Later days. Bye.
2: Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.